Welcome back. We are back. We are definitely we back. We are back. Welcome to Dingers and K's. My name is Jeremy Altrell. Was this I, episode 47, 48? I believe 47. You got me. I, I was not prepared for that question. I believe, um, it's, I believe this is the Tom Glavin episode, 47. You might be on to something. I think we did Ollie Perez was 46. So I believe so. I believe we're on 47. Joe McEwing, I suppose. 40s. Howie Kendrick. Yeah, Howie <laughs> You know what? 46. Okay, 46. 47, I'm sorry. 47. 46. 47. Okay. 46 was our last one. Yep. Episode 47 of Dingers and Case. We are back. We are returned. We are back. Um, we are back off our long IL stint. Started off with a 15-day. Mm-hmm. We were coming back, rehabbing. You know, you hit that little start bullpen session. Felt a little pinch. <laughs> so the team said, shut it down. I only got 10 pitches in. We shut it down. Came back. Ramped up a little bit, felt good. Had to do rehab because I got the little strain. <laughs> so I had to go down and I kind of like Lance McCullers. Yeah. Now he's down there for like a month. Right. And you're like, you know, when you're coming back, like, yeah, no, no, no. He's doing rehab starts for a whole month. Yeah. Build you all the way back up. Yeah. So we had to do that for a while. Rehab went down, what is it, Albuquerque? I think Albuquerque is part of it to Tulsa. Oh, wow. To Oklahoma. So you had to work your way all the way. You basically did the whole thing, the journey back up. <laughs> Start you off in the lower levels and work you back. Yeah. And work. then due to roster construction, you had to wait till September 1st, you know, and you got to yeah, wait for that. Right. So you had to make one last one, but you're at the local team. Right. So I'm out there in Rancho. Right. And then finally made it back to the big leagues. You're back to the show. Yes. Long little journey, huh? <laughs> it's good, to have, good to have you back. We are back, man. Um, definitely missed having our baseball talks for a while. <laughs> Definitely missed that one. I did get the odd baseball text. We did get some odd ones. Um, part of it, you know, like I said, when I was on the IL, they had to send me places. I was on a flight at one point. Right. You're like, you just had to leave today. <laughs> Breaking news. Find out about Tatis. The good news is my issue didn't have ringworm or I didn't have to use anything. So right. I I'll, won't get suspension. <laughs> I won't get a suspension here. But um, yeah, I get the Fernando Tatis news while I'm on a plane. Yeah. On a plane to London. I was like, mm. Hell, like what is going on? I literally just took off and you're telling me this news. I'm like, it was a bad time to not be in the studio. Right. Um, all the times. Literally. What else? More crazy stuff happened right after. What else happened while we were gone? Well, we've had like a whole summer season at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Padres forgot to play, forgot how to know how to play baseball for a little yeah, bit. Dodgers showed, hey, believe it or not, we're better than what we've been. Yeah, we're the boss in the National League West. It was like one of those things, you know, you see those people like working out all the time, but they wear those big baggy sweaters. Yeah. And you're like, man, he's lifting some serious weight. But how big is he really? What's under there? Yeah, what's under? And then, you know, summertime hits. And he's like, time to become the boys of the summer. Let's hit the beach. <laughs> and then he hits the beach. He's still wearing that baggy one, but he hits the sand and poof. You're like, damn, <laughs> that dude's huge. <laughs> it was like one of those. Right. So Dodgers showed up. Yankees fell off. Aaron Judge said no. Mm-hmm. Up to 57 bombs. Very safe. Very safe. Be like the ghost of Maris. Yeah, Maris. He, yeah, Maris might be. I think Maris passed. is done. Yeah. Did you see his little quote about it too? No. They were talking about him being compared to Maris. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, Maris is a winner. I'm not there yet. I hope to eventually join them type of thing. What, you mean on the Giants? <laughs> I guess so. On a different team? On a different team, but a winner. Because I don't know if the Yankees would be paying Aaron Judge prices. He know, bet on himself and he's going to oh, win. Oh, he's going to. Yeah, definitely. I see a lot of uh, Boston talk. No, he ain't going there. 
Man, given that monster, that would be cash money right there. They didn't pay Mookie Betts. Why are they going to pay Aaron Judge? They wanted a taller guy. Oh, okay. That's what it was. That's it? We're going to do double duty with the Celtics? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> we start starting power forward for the Celtics. Right. Come back in a baseball season. We pay half. We pay half. Yeah. Um, San Francisco looks nice. I can see that one right. from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Man, just so much. Dylan Cease keeps shoving. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But they're trying to shove Tony out the door. But he says, no, 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 I'm coming back. I think Father Time is doing that. Yeah, so there was a co- combination. Somebody called up. Uh, I think it had to have been like Johnny Cueto's like, nah, dude, we can't do it with this guy no more. <laughs> Call Father Time. Father Time showed up. Okay. Took Tony on a trip to Arizona for a bit. Yeah, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those moments. <laughs> I just think it's funny, like, everybody on the White Sox had an IL stint that the manager's like, you know what, guys? We're a team. <laughs> I'm going on the IL as well. Leading by example. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago is the biggest disappointment of the season of the year, right? They are up there. Definitely. Them in San Diego. Well, San Diego's story hasn't been written because they're still technically a playoff team. So that being said, who knows? They could catch lightning in a bottle and just, it all works out for them. It could, you know, I don't think it's going to, but it could. Okay. Uh, the like White it. Sox, the rate it's going, they won't be making the playoffs. So therefore, yeah, I might it have to be the biggest bust them in the angels, but the angels, are, no, no, you know no. what it is though here, you and I, and the rest of California, we know what happens. Yeah. We know the better. angels, we know better, we know better than to have any hopes for them. So you're like, right. we talked about like, Oh, it'd be good for baseball, but they don't care about baseball. Look, they changed the playoff format to try to help these people exactly. and they couldn't take advantage of it. So maybe outside of California, they're a big bust. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess for the casual fan, it would be a big bust because you don't get to see what the guy. What we well, when you have two of the best players in the league and you right. still can't manage to figure yeah, the, out how the to most win eighty-five guy. games or whatever it is. Well, I will say they can't pitch. One of them does. <laughs> One of them does. And <laughs> Mike only- Trout said that he has a no hitter. Yeah. So <laughs> with like eleven punchies or something like that in it, or twenty. I think it was twenty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what he stated. <laughs> Mike Trout can do anything but stay on the field. Yeah. No, they. They're the angels and they just do angels type things and they're looking for their uncle Stevie. Oh, I think it's going to happen. So, cause now that it's the team's for sale, Mr. Moreno decided to get LA, is it LA time. LA times guy wants yeah, to buy the LA him. times owner wants to buy him. I mean, he's not buying that. If he does, then that team's that'll be just a mess. He, I guess he tried to buy, he was part, he tried to buy the Dodgers. I think at yeah, one he point. tried to buy them Yeah, before. during the he bought the LA times instead, mm-hmm. but it's just a name again. You're in the LA market. So that the LA times owner says, Hey, I would think about buying the angels. Okay. Well, I guess I can get into the paper. You know? <laughs> Easy enough. He's going to go to his chief editor. Over there. <laughs> I got an article for you. Right. You're going to tell him no. <laughs> so Here that, it is. that being said, now I think you're going to, if baseball is really going in the direction they're trying to go, you'd be better off getting either a, a foreign investor, IE like a Japanese person. There's a couple of them who want in because well, who's on the team. <laughs> That's and one way to keep them there, huh? That is one way to keep them there. And the league would, would love it if it happened or just another or another minority owner. There's another opportunity to do that. So no I, Saudi money. Who knows? If, you don't want a man city. If baseball gets desperate enough or the Saudis have enough money, which they do. Now that would be a thing. If all of a sudden out of nowhere, some Saudi Royal Prince takes the shine to baseball and society <laughs> wants to buy a team. Well, that could throw the, th- the whole thing on its head because let the Saudis find out that there's no actual salary cap in baseball. It's just a tax bill and it's just more money. Like, well, we got that. Mm-hmm. 
that's Uncle Steve. Like, I can pay whatever. Did <laughs> you see Aaron Judge here next year? Trey Turner is going to be yeah, playing shortstop. Team, just what do you guys need? Four fifty? No problem. Right. And it's like, well, your your tax bill. So what? <laughs> so, yeah. We'll still burn in fossil fuels for another thirty years. We got money. We're good. Well, we. <laughs> I I don't know if this is the time to talk about it, but I think it's interesting that here in the States, we have like a big deal about this golf. Yeah. Saudi money. Right. Go anywhere else. All the major teams do not care. They don't care. They have all the Saudi money funneling their teams. Right. Bringing championships. Right. And everybody's just like blind eye. Like see that premier league title I have right there. Right. The fans do not care (laughs) at all. So trust me, if by some bizarre miracle, the Mets were to win the World Series, either this year, next year, before Steve Cohen, you know, is the, done with his days. Trust you me, I'll be just right there at the parade, partying hard. <laughs> it will not be, well, you know, he just kind of bought the championship, brought in a bunch of players. Like, uh-huh, sure, I'm sure he did, and I'm happy to have a World Series yeah. trophy. I'm happy that he was willing to spend the money. Yes. You know what? Side note, also is interesting. The New York City FC team has yet to really take off, and that's technically Saudi money, right? Yeah, by extension, yes. But MLS does a lot. They do have a cap, and they yeah, do all the sure. nonsense, and yeah, MLS, man. Soccer talk, just what you came in here for. Yeah, um, back to baseball, though. We have dingers. <laughs> we have Ks. We had, that was a, a little trailer yeah. to what is about to unfold. Right. I feel like that works right there. Yeah, this is just, you know, happy to be back. First game back, you know. <laughs> That's when you go 0 for 3, and they're just like, what happened to you? I'm just happy to be back on the field. Um, <laughs> didn't go my way, but. Being out there with the guys again, that's all that mattered to me. Yep, there it is. It's been a long road, long grind, and uh, happy to be here. Just happy to be here, guys. See, you have it down. <laughs> we, You've heard the speech before. Ah, man. Have you seen that, like, Key and Peele speech? Yeah. Or when they do it for Obama? Mm-hmm. I'm ready to do that for somebody else. <laughs> I have this down. I have all the little gimmick things down. I have all the famous lines that are used. Uh-huh. Got them all down, written down in my pocket. I'm ready to do this. All right. So Best shape of my life. Yep. Been working hard all year. Yep. Last year was a tough one, but, you know, hoping to make some changes and go, go on a positive note this year. Yeah. Or you made some changes. Yeah. You, you made them. I, okay. I saw there was a hole and I fixed it. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I've been in the lab and, you know, okay. There you it. go. You know, or, or go back to soccer, put in the hard yards. Yeah. <laughs> all These right. cliches, but dingers and K's, little interesting today. I'm going to start off with some history. Okay. Before I get into my K. All right. Does that work for you? So right here, we're going to have Adam Wainwright and Yadi Molina. Gazing into Yadi, gets the sign in the Hold on. Pitch. Boom. There it is. A strike, 87. A heater. Yep. Have set the all-time record. They have made the most starts as battery mates in the history of Major League Baseball, number 325. A number that will never be reached again. Start number 325. Let's sit back and let you. Start number 325 together. Yeah, that's over two full major league seasons. That's incredible. You know, I, I we, we make fun of the 87 gas. Right. But I give it to him. What, almost 20 years? Yeah. In the major leagues and still kind of shoving-ish. Not a full shove. It's a hey, smart do- guy. It's old man pitching. Right. And it's working great. He's still in the league. Exactly. And he's so contributing. Yeah. Right. It's not even like he's... A few years ago, you could have said, oh, no, he's just washed. He's there because he's Cardinal legend guy. Yeah, but even but, then, the object's to win games. <laughs> so, And then here he is, just no problem. Here's 87 I mean, on the corner. I mean, who would have thought all these years later that, you know, you'd have Adam Wainwright being more of a contributor than 
you know, uh, what's his name? Alex Reyes, Carlos Martinez. Technically Jack Flaherty. Yeah, I would say he's done more this year than Jack Flaherty has. Uh, guys, we got this awesome rotation. Flaherty's going to be the head. And then end of the season, you're like, no, nah, dude, it was Adam Wainwright all year. Yeah, he's making his starts. Jack, where you been? Yeah, that's <laughs> incredible. Um, Man, just, just crazy. Yeah. Crazy to think. I think it's great to see 325 starts, first of all. The fact that he made 325 starts. Yeah, it's a good run. It's a long, really long career. I mean, that's over a decade in the big leagues. I mean, if you made every start for your season, that's 32 starts a year. So that's more than 10 years worth of starts just with Yachty catching him. I was going to see how many he actually has without Yachty. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's more than like 30. What do you think? I would have doubts, yeah. Actually, it's 453. 453 total starts? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? That's games. I'm sorry. Starts 386. Wow, he has like 100 appearances. Yeah, he was a reliever for a minute. Thank, thank you for bringing up past trauma. This is outstanding. See, because now I'm going back to 2006. I have, you know, Carlos Beltran at the plate. This reliever coming oh, in. Right. Yeah, right. There was a reliever guy they brought in there with a good curveball. And now Beltran staring at it like he's never seen one before on a 3-2 pitch. It makes us feel any better. They had to beat us like five times just to keep <laughs> moving on. Breaking ribs. Yeah. Yeah, that they had to do Cardinal way. Hey, you know, Hanley, he wore it. <laughs> but 386. What did I tell you the other one was? 320? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's it's really, you know, again, longevity for both of them. I mean, heck, Yachty's back there catching and still there. So this one I have from 2000, April 3rd, 2006. Okay. Adam Wainwright's first MLB strikeout. And do you want to know who the catcher was? Tell me. Yachty Molina. There you go. And there goes David DeLucci right there on a nice little changeup. There's a name I haven't thought about. David DeLucci? Yeah. You talking? You're telling me you don't think of that guy constantly? No. <laughs> but, names that come across like, oh, I remember that dude was in the big leagues. All right, before we get to your K, mm-hmm. oh, we kind of went backwards today. I know we did. But I had to do it for history. All right. Is Adam Wainwright Hall of Famer? I will say no. He's the Hall of very, very good. However, I will say this. He could end up making it on like a veterans committee type vote, something like that. And all of a sudden it's like some, he just gets in there. Like how or why is he here? Because, mm-hmm. okay. As terms of they're totally different players, but I will use him as a comp would be like a Gil Hodges type player. Cause Gil mm-hmm. Hodges eventually got in. Yeah. Where if you look at Gil Hodges, just raw numbers, it's like, no, he, you're not the sexiest. No, he was a good first baseman, but nothing like, no world beater. And he was a decent enough manager mm-hmm. all around. He was a great person. You know, Wayne Rice been a solid pro throughout his, his entire career. There's really been no controversy with him at all. So I think he could be like a veterans committee thing. And all of a sudden he gets in, you know, so there's a weird weak class, 10 years, 15 years down the line. And then, you know, there's this groundswell of support and then he makes it in. I think it'd be interesting. Even though he only has three all-star games. Okay. Three all-star games, no Cy Youngs. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he topped out at second. Mm -hmm. But if you look at his numbers up to age 35, let's just say he didn't actually age 34. I think he has an actual like argument. Right. Meaning after 34, from 34 to 40 is where you're like, "Mm." right. But those, see, you won't hold that against him because you're going to say, yeah, well, he was 35, 36, 37. So the numbers are going to kind of fall off. But you're going to go of this era. When you're looking back on it, say in 10, 15 years, Mm -hmm. where did he rank in this era? Say from pitchers from, say, 2005 forward. 
because that's kind of where he started off, basically 2006 ish, give or take. So, how does he compare with his peers in that era? So, I would say you probably look at 20, 20, 2007 is when he's first, that's when he's a starter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before that, he's a reliever guy. So, and he was a good reliever guy. Yeah. So, I wonder if that kind of skews the numbers a tad. Well, that knocks off some of your win total, innings total but it could help your ERA a little bit and some of those other numbers. Cause you can rack up a few, you know, mm-hmm. those type of stats there. Like I said, I just don't see him as like a, the writers aren't voting him in. I don't see that ever happening because you said there's no Cy Young awards. There's only three all games. It's not, he's the best pitcher of his era. Now you're going to say, well, yeah, but he also won a couple world series also, mm-hmm. you know, that the object is to win. So therefore you do have to weigh that. I feel like him and mad bum are like in the same Kind of context. Right. That's Mad what, bum prior mm-hmm. to Arizona, but even like this past no. year in Arizona has been no. fine. Career, no, just career wise. Mm-hmm. Cause you're going to say, okay, Madison Bumgarner, raw total. You look at his numbers, you're going to be like, no, that's not a Hall of Famer. You do realize he won basically three World Series championships basically on as the guy, as the guy on basically on his shoulders. Literally, one of them, it was like, you're going to win all three games and you're going to pitch in relief in the other one that we won. Like he was doing that. So of his era, was he the number one starter taking the ball for the Giants for basically a decade plus? Yes. So in his era, does he make it? Is he the best pitcher of his era? No. Is he the best left-hander of his era? No. He has a direct comp and contemporary in Kershaw. That's the guy the writers vote in. But down the line, oh, what about Bumgarner? He was their number one guy. And also what writers and like the veterans committees and things tend to do is pick guys off of teams that win to kind of be like you're the representative of, of that, that team. team. Yeah, because so, right now there's, oh, you have Buster Posey. He'll, probably is going he'll make in. it, yeah, he'll make it by virtue of the fact he's a catcher. Yeah. But if you again, if you look at his actual numbers, his career numbers, no. They're Joe Maurer-ish, if I'm not mistaken. It's Yeah, it's not, or you go, oh, yeah, for sure. But if you go, okay, career body of work, oh, well, these are his numbers. He has an MVP. He has a rookie of the year, won three World Series championships. It's like, oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, with going back to Wainwright, he's had a longer run than let's say Tim Lincecum, who was maybe one of his contemporaries where Lincecum was more dominant while he was dominant, but it was like a shorter, it was a short, much shorter time like span. Four or five years. And then right. it kind of just fell off. Right. But he was the best pitcher like in the league. Oh, no, for yeah, a he couple was years. that dude. He was just- where Wainwright was never, never reached that height, but he's managed to have this much longer career. I think it's funny right now. I'm looking like, Bumgarner has like four, four all-star games. Mm-hmm. And I think you look at it, you can kind of argue the fact that when it comes to all-star, all-star games, I'm sure I got to look, but Bumgarner probably has like one, where he's the one giant. There might, there might be a couple where he's the one guy mm-hmm. where you're all right. Maybe you're not top pitcher this year, but you're the guy for the giants type of thing. But he's also kind of in air quotes an all-star mm-hmm. when you go back, let's say 2010, 2012, you just said, who are the all-stars? You oh, would yeah. just, that would be a person you would just name. I was looking at the numbers, and he was actually like dealing, so I take it back. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Wayne White can almost be hurt by the fact that you have Albert there, so you have your Cardinal representative type of thing. Yeah, but he's, again, remember, he's a pitcher. So the pitchers are only named by the managers anyway. Mm-hmm. So you got to be doing it because he's not going to pick you, yeah. you know, if you're not pitching well. You know, so... There is that aspect as well. So I think, like I said, I think he's a, a a veterans committee type guy that, you know, all of a sudden it's 2035 
And it's just, yeah, there's really nobody there's on the ballot. So <laughs> let's choose right. on Wainwright today. I like it. So I guess we got K's and Dingers. Right. So remix on the show. Yeah. <laughs> right, come back. Told you, 0 for 3. Yeah. This is one of the Ophers right here. <laughs> just just trying to see some pitches. Yeah. I was just trying to take a couple pitches. I just want to see it. Right. Get comfortable in the box again. Um, right. Felt good. Today was just a good day. Good steps forward. Okay. And all, this, all the cliches in. Trying to get them all. Good Hopefully step. by the end, I, I, sh- I should have all of them in. All right. So my K of the week, since we're going in reverse here. This one is son of a legend pitching to a current legend. I will give him legend status. And in one of the most unexpected strikeouts you're going to (laughs) see, I mean, I don't know if the stat cast is there. I'm going to go out there on a limb Mm -hmm. and say, this is the slowest pitch that has ever struck out an MVP. That is very precise. The, the, the qualifier being an MVP. Okay. Right? Because yeah. you think, okay, you're an MVP. In theory, you're good. In theory, you should be able to hit the ball, right, against whoever's pitching. Well, in theory, you know, nothing comes easy in this league, so you got to be ready to. Okay, well, this particular game. pitch, I think I like your chances and I like mine, at least to hit the ball. So if you don't know what we're talking about, we have son of, we have son of a legend in Cody Clemens pitching to current legend Shohei Otani. And it's a nice one-two pitch. And we get a nice 68-mile-an-hour heater on the outer edge of the plate. Strike three calls. <laughs> he was hyped about that one. Oh, yeah. Fist you pump. Good smile. Cool. Otani seems like one of those guys where if you sent the clubby with the ball and you asked him to sign it. He did. He, oh, he did sign it? Yeah. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm like, that's probably, that's probably one of the cooler parts. Yeah. Like, he's... Humble enough to be like, Yeah, he wrote. He goes, that was a great pitch. And he uh, signed the ball. That, see, that's awesome. And then you have that like in your office or whatever it is. Right. Because there's probably guys out there where if you struck him out like that, probably take the ball and chuck it somewhere. Yeah, they'd be mad about it forever. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is, yeah, he you know, good sense of humor and heck. He knows, you know, okay, I'm showing Otani. Again, I'm all-star, MVP, you know, biggest thing going in baseball. I'm fine. <laughs> And oh, by the way, what was the score in the game when this happened? Oh, the Angels were winning nine to nothing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, whatever you got me. Aha, funny, funny. I got to assume Freddie Freeman signed that ball for Rizzo, right? Yeah. 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 I'm guessing because they're buddies. That, that one would be cool too. Although, I mean, I'm sure you're going, I got to hit against him again. I have to. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I like the one um, when the Dodgers are in New York. Yeah. Freddie brought Charlie, his kid, mm-hmm. onto the field. And I guess he was talking to Grom. Yeah. I'm like, somebody's like, I'm going to strike out your dad today. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, cause again, he's met him before, you know, for like all-star game, whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay. And you know, uh, Freeman's son, you know, he kind of knows who the players are and he interacts with them pretty well. And you know, again, the that, players are respectful of, you know, Freddie. So they're not going to disrespect. I feel the like son. that's gotta be real cool where you have one of those dads though, that are like respected in the clubhouse. Yeah. So when he brings his kid, mm-hmm. there is no issue. You don't have the Adam LaRoche thing, right. which wasn't a clubhouse issue. It was more of a front office issue. Right. But like you're able to just, he's actually able to experience right. what it's like having a pro dad. Mm-hmm. I think that part's really cool because obviously it doesn't happen for everybody where no. it's bring your kid to work day every day. <laughs> um, but I think that's one of the cool parts of, at least I've seen about mm-hmm. the Dodger organization. They don't care Yeah, to a certain degree. You get your job done, but bring right. them in, let them enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Let them see what it's like. Right. Yeah, a lot of teams have the rule where, yeah, they can come around again when you're getting your work in early mm-hmm. 
And then they are allowed in the clubhouse after the game if you win. If you lose, the kids can't come in. That's kind of their rule. So it's kind of like, hey, dads, you want your sons to come down here and hang out? Well, you got to do some work during the game. We're not doing just kid kicking it in the clubhouse because, you know, okay, Charlie Freeman, he's, you know, might be aware as a kid. He still is a kid and it's still going to be just, just his dad. Even though dad goes and grounds in three double plays, he's not going to be feeling it. Dave Roberts don't need to see, you know, mm-hmm. there with the son, like all's good. You know, so it's just, yeah. Okay, we won today. All right, kids in. We lose. No. I think that, I just like that aspect because, yeah. yeah, usually, at least what I've seen, right? Because it's hard to cover every single team and know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. I think that part's really cool. Like, there's one thing, I'm sure I've talked about it. Kershaw's kid mm-hmm. and Freddie's kid are on the same team. Can you imagine being those parents that show up? Right. Hey, is that Kershaw and Freddie Freeman? Yeah, their kid plays with my kid. Yeah. You got both of them there and probably have like all the dads like in one corner, like, Gazing. <laughs> and you got the moms on the other side probably gazing too. Yeah, but also again, the kids are not feeling pressure at this point. Was like, oh yeah, the I kids gotta, are just out there having fun. But I think it's just like, go. <laughs> like how do you go? Hey, we're having a barbecue at the house to these kind of guys. Ah, uh, you do. You can bring them over once. <laughs> you know, like okay, because again, it's not like you're just living on you know Sunset Boulevard where anybody can walk up to the house. So I was like, okay, you can come over today. Here's the gate. Oh, I meant the other <laughs> way around. Oh, okay. like, come to my house in the suburbs. No, and they'll like, go. Think. No, they'll actually show up. Mm-hmm. I, I have friends in other sports. But yeah, they just go, okay, kick it, whatever. I just pulled up. I'm at your house, your door. You know I'm here. The whole neighborhood doesn't. You do. Yeah, so. Meanwhile, you're over there Instagramming yeah. and Snapchatting and everybody finds out sure. at your door. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. But no, they're, they're usually pretty cool about Because again, they know it's like, all right. You're my kid's little league coach, mm-hmm. you know, so you're doing something I can't do. I got this other job to be dealing with. So, hey, I'm no reason to be mean to you. And if if I can make it, then sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, yeah. The thing is on, you know, two o'clock Sunday afternoon, they're probably busy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, you know, if they could, if it was an off day or something like, all right, sure. So I have a dinger finally. All right. Back to where we needed to be. Okay. I got a dinger number 25 for J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez. They're still not creative enough to come up with anything else, nor am I. <laughs> okay, just go with it for now. <sighs> yeah, until they figure out something else. But 25 home runs, fastest player, youngest player, mm-hmm. 25 home runs, 25 stolen bases in a season. Oh, he's, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, it's kind of crazy to say this is what he's supposed to be doing. Oh, there it goes. Missile. Just... Oh, off my boy. Kinley, don't throw curveballs to this guy. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Julio Rodriguez, man. This guy, a lot of expectations put on him. Not a lot of people can live up to it that first year. This guy's done it. Yeah. I think he exceeded it. Well, he's doing what they hoped he would do. This is your 90th percentile. I you think know, it's like 99% percentile right here. No, no, no. There's more there. For rookies? Yeah. yeah. If you go look at like, what's like, a, it's something okay. Like my individual or my dinger of the week, the hundredth percentile as a rookie is like, oh, well, yeah. Oh, uh, you got a trout? <laughs> no. No, not trout. Now I got this other guy. All right. Who else you got? This other kind of end of the career spectrum. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did you win an MVP that year? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, there was this guy playing in San Francisco. 
Oh yeah, Barry's still around. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was still kind of good. <laughs> okay, so I know we have the show the thing, but I have my random stat or okay. random question. All right, how many MVPs did Babe Ruth win? None. He has one. One. <laughs> one. They started giving them out. <laughs> they get. It started out in the thirty or like nineteen thirty, I think it was. Okay. Um. Well, not nineteen thirty because we had we had Hack Wilson in our production meeting. Oh Remember yeah. Okay. Said that was the right name. Let's see. Let's see. I have it right here. Yeah, he only has one. Okay. I'm trying to find out where it went, but so they started giving him out while he was playing because I'm sure he would have won more than one in his career if they would have had the award all the way back. Uh, you know what it was? The way that they voted was 1922 to 1929. Afterwards, you're like, I think we robbed this guy of a few. Oh, so here you go. Mm-hmm. All right, that's, I guess fair. If you're going to, you know, for the 20s, if somebody had to win an MVP, yeah, he'd be the most valuable player. I mean, hell, of the decade. You know, so. so if you won one, you were ineligible. That's why. Oh, that's even crazier. Okay. So you, uh, you went to win it one time. So 1922 to 1929. You could only win it once. So it was dropped after 1928. You could win multiple, but he only won one. <laughs> okay. That's one of the dumbest things, but okay. That fits for baseball in the twenties, thirties, just some stuff they would do. Crazy, huh? Yeah. He's like almost thinking like, all right, we got to wait to see which year is his best year. That's the year we're going to vote him. Just say, okay, this is good enough. Here, you got one and uh, you get one. We're just giving them to everybody. I mean, Crazy, that, right? that really cheapens the award. <laughs> it's like, oh, he was actually better than me, but he already won it. So he wasn't eligible. You know, if Babe Ruth goes and hits 60 home runs, but you gave it to him the year he hit 54. Well, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> that was my random stat question of the day. All right, yeah. Sponsored by nobody. Got it. Brought to you by nobody. By Jeremy Holchul. Brought to you by Jeremy Holchul. <laughs> okay, that's unique. You only win it one time. I didn't know that was a rule either. Yeah, no, that's yeah, news to me. <laughs> All right, so my dinger of the week, my person has more than one MVP. He's got a couple. Yeah. And so we're taking it back to April 6, 2001. And he has recently passed your all-time favorite player on the home run list. So we're keeping a Cardinal steam here. Unintentional. Unintentional? It was unintentional. It just it worked happened. out. It's worked out. This is Cardinals week. You know why? It, it's almost like it got manifested because we got our guy who listens, yes. Cardinal fan. Yes. Who finally gave in to me, I think. Okay. And then we just happened. It's like, because I knew he, he approved of it. I was like, <laughs> subconsciously, I'm like, find a cardinal. And so it just man- so you said manifested. And okay. That's what happened. So, we're, so we'll do a quick shout out. So, so Isaac, this was your segment. You got the A block. It's all like cardinals. <laughs> and trust me, I will hear from him because he will listen and he will tell me. <laughs> so here is Albert Pujols. This is his first of 697 home runs. This is off Armando Reynoso. And I'm sure you remember him pitching. Yeah. You can play left field, right field, and shortstop. Very strong throwing arm. Shortstop. He led the Cardinals in total bases throughout Grapefruit League play, and that's why he's with the big club. That ball hammered, and we have a tie game. (laughs) (laughs) The ball didn't even get out yet, and that one's gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting around the bases. Big league home run. 
And after watching this kid in batting practice and that swing right there, it will not be nearly the last. Uh, safe to say he was right. <laughs> yeah, definitely right there, right? Yeah, wow. no, that was like a shoulder-high fastball from Reno. So, yeah, just got smoked out of there in Arizona. <laughs> so, so that wasn't his last. So now that being said, so Julio, if you get, this is deadly serious. If you hit half as many as he does, you had a really, really good career. Yeah. That means you hit, like, say, close to 350 career. <laughs> I don't think that's out of this world. I don't think it's out of I, this world. But I I'm just saying, if if you did, if you said, oh, I ended up my career with 350 homers, and you're Julio Rodriguez. I say, by, all right, <laughs> put it down on the board. We're going to come back in 10 years. Okay. I say in 10 years, Julio has more than 315 home runs. 315? 315. All right. So he averages 30, a little bit a over 30. Okay. All right. Well, 30 point, whatever it is. I was going to say half. That's 350. 350 is what I'm putting him at. Well, I, well, he gets, you're, you're, he gets a tail end. Oh, you're getting a tail end? Or you still him get like the a, tail end where he still hits like another 100. Okay, so you're giving him like an injury season somewhere? Yeah, so by age okay. 32, okay, he has three 315. Okay, I, I could go with it. I, I think he might get there. As long as he doesn't run into like some um, Ken Griffey stuff in the outfield. Or he starts doing Tati stuff. Missing whole seasons. <laughs> you can't be doing that stuff either. So you kind of hit on something right there that All I right. think I wanted to do really quick. I know we got a lot of talk. So we got more baseball talk, but yeah. our um, fair or foul question. All right. Fair or foul, Julio Rodriguez will have a better career than Fernando Tatis Jr. They are literally a year apart in age. Yeah. Um, Tatis is supposed to be a four-year player already. Yeah. He's been on the field for two. So they're kind of right there with each other. Both cornerstone key pieces to any team, center field and shortstop. Yeah. Okay. Who has a better career? I will say, just call it a hunch. I will say Fernando Tatis Jr. Because something we were again, we're talking about in the production meeting. I think all the foolishness stops with him now because he's missed this entire season. It's all his fault. Therefore, he will get a refocused, rededicated Fernando Tatis Jr. And I would use a comp of his teammate, the person who plays to his right. Back in the day, it was a bunch of Manny Machado nonsense. You don't hear anything about that now. He just goes and plays baseball. He puts up his numbers and he goes on about his day. I think this will become Fernando doing the exact same thing going forward. Now, you kind of mentioned that Manny Machado comparison. Mm-hmm. The shenanigans really didn't stop until he got the payday. I feel like there was something to the payday where maybe it's like a respect to the contract type of thing. Like, you, Well, there you, is that. But also he aged out of the shenanigans. Oh, well, yeah, shenanigans the year right before he signed it. Not really. I mean... Who was it at first? He tried to destroy uh, He tried to destroy Julio uh, Aguilar's calf a couple times. Yeah, except on yeah, Jesus Aguilar. Somebody okay. else too. And there was the moment... Well, again, but was the moment with Donaldson we threw the bat at him. Was that the year before? Mm. See, but again, point being, yeah, the down, uh, and then he had the tag, the weird tag thingy. Yeah, right through the helmet. Yeah. Point being, he grew out of it. You don't hear any of that since he's been in San Diego. He just shows up and plays. I think you're going to fast track Tatis to get there much more quickly mm-hmm. because he has an example directly to his right, a person who he has in his cell phone who can call him and say, "Hey, man, no, we can't have that." I'm sure he's already got these phone calls and texts from everybody. We can't have that. 
You know what I thought was interesting? That out of all the people on that team who kind of went out to the media and said something, mm-hmm. it was Clevenger. Oh, I, yeah, I thought that was a bit rich too. <laughs> it's like, Mike, be quiet. I saw that and I, I watched it in, again, I was in London and I watched it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I turned to the side and I look at Cash. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Out of all the people on this team, right? this is the guy, this guy literally almost tried to kill Sergio Romo at yeah. one point. Yeah. He has, I believe, issues. What, what COVID protocols? Yeah, ah. marital issues that yeah. left a child and the wife. Yeah, well, again, his stuff is a large part of the reason he's on the Padres. Yeah, that's what I always think. I'm like, <laughs> there's a reason why you're not in Cleveland. Yeah, there's a reason. So, yes, it was a bit rich that he's the guy, you know, but who knows? Maybe he's the guy that grew up, right? Yeah, he's going to say, no, I went through this too. Again, never forget with Major League Baseball players, the age of the people you're dealing with. Never forget. These are your contemporaries, not mine. So, therefore, where is your mind? Again, I'm not saying you're some irresponsible individual. I'm not saying that. But who's more likely to be out there doing some stuff they don't need to be doing? Somebody who's 27? With or even Tatis, you know, you're 23, going to be 24, or somebody who's 47. You know, you know, again, the manager ain't the guy getting caught out yeah. there in the world. He's the players do. They've grown out of it. Where Machado, Bob Melvin was the one rubbing the cream. He's like, come on, we need to smash the right, guns so exactly. you can play. You know. So <laughs> that being said, you know, you look at Machado. You know, I think he's 31 now. You might be right. Yeah. So he's going. I did all this already, man. I'm telling you how this goes. If you can get like a little bit of a big brother, little brother type approach, like I'm going to help you learn from my mistakes. So you don't got to make them. You just made a big one. This is how you come back from it. Become this dedicated player, be the player we need you to be. That way we can get where we're trying to go. Cause really, again, you've messed up now two seasons. You're not going to get there this year. I mean, heck, even if he was playing, he'd have a hard time with the Dodgers. Next year, he'll come back. You'll be, say, six weeks into the season. I was going to say, he's going to come in and miss about 20 games. Right. You'll be into the season. You might be already five, seven games back at the Dodgers again. So now you're back in wildcardville next year. Question for those out there that would know or don't know. I don't know. Is he allowed to play in spring training games? He Is he allowed to be around the team? Is He's not. No. No, he's suspended. So, therefore, yeah, he's off-site. So... You don't get your full spring training coming off a rehab, off an injury. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It'll be like middle of weeks. mid late May. Yeah. Yep. But the team, we talked about this last year you should have done. Oh, remember we were talking about the surgery. Mm-hmm. Do the surgery. You're back by mid May. Even if you have a rough start, you get I, going. And, that's what I, said. I said the same thing last year. He messed up two seasons Yep. last year. He was busy getting hurt and whatever. You couldn't trust the shoulder. Okay. So now you're going to come back in assuming he was going to show up this year. Who knew? And then lo and behold, then motorcycle accident. So, okay. Assuming he was going to come back off of that. Where were they when he was coming back? They were like 13 games back when he was supposed to come back. I think that's how far back they were when he got suspended. So again, you've messed up now. Again, you're looking at last year, this year, potentially next year. So again, at some point, this is where, again, as an organization, you go, this has to stop, man. I do think this is it for him in San Diego. If he messes up again. I don't, oh, it's got to be, right? I don't, I don't care know. what the talent is. It becomes, you can't, you know, you have to be respectful for the rest of the team, the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have it where he's just on his own program and just gets pass after pass after pass. He might get that from baseball, but he won't get that from the Padres. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny. The talent is there. I think their talent 
talent-wise, you compare them, I think Tatis has a little bit of an edge. It's not, it's not much. It's slight. Six of one, it's, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> there you go. But what I was going to say was, it's going to be how the bodies hold up. Yeah. And the way we've kind of seen so far, obviously, it's been one season, right? It's been one season for Julio, but you just look at the way he plays and the way he does everything. Seems like his body might hold up a little bit more than perhaps what Tatis is doing. They both have to dive and they all have to do that, but just the way things happen for Tatis, yeah, the way he plays the game, yeah. that's the only thing I would have to say on that. The only thing, again, the reason I picked Tatis was about a person we talked to, again, the production meetings, the, all the production meeting has all the good stuff, mm-hmm. uh, was Robin Young. Mm-hmm. See, Tatis is shortstop. You can go to center. And then, okay, let's just say hypothetically, okay, he keeps aging. Now we put him in left, let's say. Okay. Julio's already in center. If he ages, he just goes to left. There's just the one. Then There's no bouncing around. No. And again, you said career. So like a lot of the, the value in both guys is the defense because it's a premium defensive position. Correct. So Julio's already closer to being off of one of the premium defensive positions where Tatis still could move. Not saying he will, but there's that. And again, he still has to prove he's healthy. <laughs> But when he has been healthy, he's been an absolutely dominant player. Mm-hmm. Tatis, and again, Julio hasn't finished his first year yet, but Tatis's best years, I mean, Julio would love to do that. You know, no, I think anybody would love to do that <laughs> so one. He hasn't proven he can reach that height. But again, it's only his first year. So that's the part where I go, give me Tatis because I've seen him do it in a major league uniform where Julio has been a really good player. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been basically like an MVP candidate. He hasn't done that yet. No, and it took until like the third season Mm -hmm. um, for Fernando to kind of hit that. Right. Where he hit the 42 home runs, 97 ribbies, 25 uh, stolen bags, hitting 280, like literally being the the best player on the team. Mm -hmm. Um, I just look at it from the standpoint, if you look at both rookie years, Yeah. I don't know. There's just something more... Electric, I think. No, Fernando got hurt. Well, yeah, that's why. You can't be electric if you're hurt. <laughs> I I know. But I'm saying, because he was, because Pete Alonzo won the rookie of the year because Tatis, because Tatis got hurt. Got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> got hurt like a Well, July. it that you hit like 50 bombs. <laughs> but it didn't matter because Tatis was going to be there to win the award. Because mm-hmm. again, Pete, you know, bless him, it's his value is homers. If he ain't hitting homers, well, it's like, okay, whatever. So, but Tatis was doing it and he was actually coming on. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, yeah, he's about to win this award. Then he gets hurt. Boom, snap, he's gone. All right, well, Pete hit 50. There you go. Done. Easy. <laughs> so, and he was playing shortstop while he was doing it. So Correct, correct. So those are things that you can't just, you know, overwrite. So, again, it's Julio has to show that he's like a 40 home run, you know, like a 30-30. He is showing the 30-30 type, you know, mm-hmm. ability. But show it over a full season, you know, and just show you can do it. Then, you know, again, you're not complaining with either guy. No. So, you know. Whoever gets that number two, you're not getting David Bowie or something like that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. So is it David Bowie? Which one is before Jordan? Oh, Sam, Sam Bowie. Bowie. Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie. Yeah. David Bowie. Yeah, the singer? Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting him either. Okay. I was like, wait, Ziggy Stardust. All right. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I messed up there, but get the point. Sam Bowie. Yeah. There it is. Darko Milicic. Oh, yeah. You're not getting Darko. There's no Darko in the team between LeBron and uh, Carmelo. There's no Darko. Yeah. You're getting one or the other. Right. Yeah. And again, before Sam Bowie was Akeem Olajuwon, so that wasn't a miss either. There you go. <laughs> Could have been one of those three. Yeah. And that was a long dingers in case segment, huh? 
I know. This is a long one. Um, what we were going to do was kind of talk about these playoff teams. Um, we're winding down. You had about two and a half weeks. A lot of the divisions are kind of wrapped-ish. Don't look at me with that, man. <laughs> okay. From my side, it is quite literally wrapped yeah, under a tree. Done. Yeah. Yeah. You guys had all the beers and celebration. Um, yeah. So I, I NLS done. Called it a wrap. <laughs> 21 games over the Padres right now. St. Louis has an eight game lead going into its last two and a half weeks. Unless we see a Boston-esque collapse. They got the, I think they're going to take the division. Yeah. Um, coming up this weekend, they have Cincy, which is a favorable matchup for them. Uh, meanwhile, Milwaukee will be in New York. Yeah. It's, and they're finished. They're actually tonight. They finished up a very crucial series mm-hmm. against the Cardinals yeah. and it didn't go their way. <laughs> yeah. It's, Again, you're saying, okay, Milwaukee's going to New York. That doesn't necessarily mean it's not favorable to them either, given what's going on there. So we're working our way, working our way, <laughs> working my way downtown, walking fast. Vanessa Carlton. Mm-hmm. I remember. Ringo, yeah, rings the bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, New York Mets, Atlanta Braves battling it out right now. Half a game up, your New York Metropolitans. Yeah, can I just go back in a time machine? Last time we recorded, the league was looking a lot better then. Uh, you were about like 10. <laughs> you were at 10 at that point or something like that. Uh, yeah. Atlanta has really come on strong. New York has fallen off a little bit in the last couple weeks. Well, they're not playing poorly. It's just the team. So let's say the Mets have been playing roughly, give or take, about 550-ish baseball mm-hmm. the last basically couple months. So it's perfectly fine. Just the team chasing you's been playing like 700 baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they've been just getting reeled in, you know, and now it's. And behind them, Philadelphia, literally since they fired Joe Girardi, I think I saw the stat was like yeah. six, 600 win percentage. Yeah. They're, it's a whole different team since he left, but I'm not, yeah. It was like in terms of like a division or whatever. I'm not worried about the Phillies. I've seen them enough times. It's yeah. I don't see the Phillies in this race. Although the Phillies really could help you at the end. We were talking yes. about the yes, matchup. Yes, New York has a four, would you say four sixty win percentage against the yeah, opponents left? They have the teams that are left. Teams yeah. that are left yeah. have one combined four sixty percent. The only one that they see, well, they have again, they're going to Pittsburgh. He's at the Brewers, they got the A's, they play the Braves, then the Marlins. So that's what they kind of got left. So yeah, two matchups. There's about two series in there that you sh- could split. Yeah, you could scenario. split. Yeah, with the Brewers and the Braves, you just hope to not mess that all up. With the Brewers, you're like, all right, no Burns this weekend. Let's just keep it away from him. I think I looked, and I think they are going to get him on Saturday. Well, hopefully you guys throw <laughs> Degrom that day. At least you guys can match. DeGrom will pitch Saturday because he pitched last night. That should be a really good matchup right there. Um, uh, no, because David Peterson's going to pitch on Sunday. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe it'll be the one. He still has like a 390 ERA. There's hope. Yeah, there's always. Yeah, again, everybody has a good game. Well, so. maybe that will be the good game. Okay. I'll believe it when I see when it. When you see it. All right. Uh, meanwhile, Atlanta just staying in there, man. They just, Max Fried has been dominant this year. Ian Anderson. Yeah, it's crazy. Ian Anderson kind of fell off the edge of the freaking planet. Yeah. But and they're he, riding along like nothing okay. happened. Okay. So they, again, I was hoping it would happen, but it doesn't look like it will. Is they've been riding like rookies. Well, the, Mega the, Quads has been killing it. Yeah. So Spencer Strider shows up and that becomes like their other like dominant starter. I mean, Charlie Morton's solid. I mean, no one's complaining there. Uh, Kyle Wright's been a lot better and real good this year. So it's like, Oh, okay. We have a pitching staff again, you know, but 
yeah, Spencer Strider showing up. I was waiting for him to hit the rookie wall. It's like, just, it's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen. I figured, okay, you got Michael Harris out there. I'm like, okay, he's going he to figure him out. Nope. No? Okay. Vaughn Grissom's going to, like, slow down. Ozzy Albies who? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so they're riding basically those three guys. And Ozzy's on the way back. Yeah, I know. So maybe, who knows? Maybe they'll put Ozzy back out there, and then Vaughn Grissom will fall off because of lack of playing time. And Ozzy won't be ready to go either. And it just all and works out. There you go. It all works out for him. <laughs> Man, that, that Braves organization, though, does has been doing a great job in the past few years yeah. of producing one quality player after another. Right. And it's a lot of homegrown stuff. I mean, they, Austin Riley, yeah, we developed that dude. I mean, you could say, you could make a real argument that, yeah, we got Dansby Swanson in the trade, but he wasn't doing anything before we got him. He just, literally just got drafted. Yeah, you know, he literally just got drafted right before that. So you know, we've developed again. Harris, Grissom, you know, Ozzy. Yeah, Ozzy. You know, made a great trade for Matt Olson. Yeah, I mean, granted, I mean, it's you. You lost what you some, were, but you, what you knew what you were getting when you. I mean, you know, you lost. Well, again, you gave up people with players with real flaws. Shea Langoliers might be a, become a Gold Glove catcher with some pop. He ain't that yet. Um, I don't think Christian Pache is ever going to hit, you know? So I was like, okay, whatever. So you're not leaving this deal going, oh no, we just gave away the farm. You didn't. So they're feeling really good about having Matt Olson. I mean, yeah, Freddie Freeman was the heart and soul of the team, but they're not going, oh no, we just have this hole at first base. Look at all the people you just talked about. And you didn't even talk about one of the best five players in the game. Okay. Ronald Acuna. Incredible, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't forget about that guy. Yeah, he's Talk on the team all too. All these other guys. <laughs> By that, the way, <laughs> that's how talented they are. It's just absolutely incredible. And homegrown, also, they developed him too. Exactly. That you guys are in for an interesting treat in the NL East, at least. Yeah. Well, I just uh, need Uncle Stevie to go full Death Star and just go. You know what? Forget it. Forget Saudi money. We got Uncle Stevie money. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. <laughs> a lot of big free agents this offseason. Well, yeah, the problem is half of them are on the Mets. That too. The best available pitcher is the Mets pitcher. So, yeah. Oh, the best available reliever? Oh, that's the Mets closer. <laughs> so. About to get paid. Yeah. So, yeah, Uncle Stevie's going to have to come up. He's going to ask chip. for the trumpet guy to be at every game. Somehow yeah. He's in the salary cap yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Timmy Trumpet, get over here. Mm. You Blaster Jacks, we need to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but, yeah, no, big free agency class this offseason. You got the money. Oh, they do. Got the I mean, kind of judges money. But it does become stupid after a point. It does definitely does. But you might. But if you easy, win, but it you, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, again, I could be facetious and say just do whatever. But yeah, it does become a point where you spend all this and then. If it, look, just if it doesn't happen, then you're that's when you get mad. And what are we spending this money for? Well, even if it does, like okay, you won that year, but you could have won. You maybe won. You definitely won one where you maybe could have won four. Mm. You know, that's the thing the Dodgers don't drift into. They don't cash all in to, you know, say, okay, we're definitely getting one. We're going to keep getting where we can maybe win every year, you know? So they didn't go, I mean, they got Trey Turner, Max Scherzer last season at the deadline. They gave up Josiah Gray, Kiebert Reese. Okay, got it. But they gave it a run last year. And here they are again. They just keep showing up 10 years in a row in the playoffs versus what the Red Sox did. We- <laughs> I just needed it in the background while you were talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's cold and it's, it's not there yet, but well, it was damp. It's been rainy. But, it's been pouring. <laughs> with that being said, 
uh, them, you know, they haven't mortgaged the farm and, you know, the, your Dodgers didn't to go. We're, oh, now we're switched over. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. So that's actually the beginning of it. <laughs> As you were saying about the Dodgers. Yeah, that they didn't mortgage and go all in any year to say we can't be sustainable. So that's what the other teams need to try to do. So, you know, the Red Sox went all in. Okay. And they... They have definitely shown what you can do, how to do it, but yeah, the, there's other consequences there, There's a boom it. and there's a bust. Exactly. So, hopefully Mike can. Uncle Stevie doesn't go that route. I'll have to wait and see, but there's a reason why we love L.A. Yeah. yeah. How tired are you of this song? I remember when the song came out. <laughs> I'm that old. <laughs> and it was new. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You can hear the 80s. You can hear it there. You can hear it all. Nice little Randy. Like another perfect date. All right, that's it. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> AL West, done, cooked, wrapped up too. I know you're hoping for the revenge tour. Actually, I, I really want to see East Coast, West Coast. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind taking them out. Mm-hmm. I feel like East Coast, West Coast thing would be so cool. It might be, but I'm sure you'd love it. You know what would happen? And here's, let's just say they went against the Astros. My stomach wouldn't be able to handle it. The knot would be so big because what if they doesn't work out? Okay. Then my, everything just shatters. Because at least I can hold on to the, (laughs) we should have won type of thing. But now you lose, you're just like, it's it's not the same team. It's not the same players, but. It's just, you see the organizations and then it kind of just like a little slap in the face type thing. That's, that's <laughs> what I would hope for not to happen. Meanwhile, okay. if I go against the Yankees, we win the West, West Coast, Best Coast type of thing. Okay. Uh, and if you lose, you're just like, well, see, if, we'll see you guys next year. Yeah, well, the Dodgers play the Yankees. I'm definitely not rooting for the Yankees. I, know I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but I'm sure MLB would want either one. Uh, they would prefer New York would be the more the bigger money maker, but you're not going to lose any money over the Astros. No, no, they're the fourth largest media market, so therefore you're fine. But it doesn't have national cachet. Uh, I would say, yeah, the league could rig it. Yeah, they'd say Dodgers, Yankees, sure. I mean, if they could, you know, heck, they would love to have Dodgers, Mets in the NLCS, yeah. <laughs> Dodgers, the Yankees in the World Series. You know, maybe. Yeah, Astros, Yankees, and the ALCS, and Dodgers, Yankees. That would be like they're perfect. We got all the big markets. We got enough of well, the, the country covered. Any good. Hmm? If they said if the Angels would have been any good, they could have tried to cash in on yeah, Otani and Trout. Remember we had the moment like in April, May? When, when all, all the, the, all the yeah, the big markets were the leaders of everything. I just remind you, this is a long season. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Madden. They should have never got rid of Joe Madden. Oh, it was all Joe, huh? That's what I'm blaming. They went on that skid, got rid of Joe, and they went on a bigger skid. Yeah, no, I don't think it was Joe. I don't again. I'm I'm putting this squarely at the feet of Mr. Moreno. Don't worry, he'll be gone soon. Uh, moving over to the AL Central. Uh, oh, before Seattle is 12 games out, but they're in the wild card. Yes. Early predictions are still working. Mid predictions are not working for us when we said they're toast. Yeah, yeah, we jumped off but the bandwagon a little too fast. We jumped off of the other one. We're like, <laughs> oh, they're bad. No, no, no. We ju- I jumped off of that one again. <laughs> I went back to the other side. Yeah, we jumped off the Seattle bandwagon, and now you look, and they are right there in the wild card. And I do I think they have a chance? They can be scary because you have Luis Castillo, and you got Robbie Ray. You got 
you know, uh, Logan Gilbert. There's, you know, I definitely can see him winning the DS. The CS is where I think it gets tough. Okay. The DS, you throw your three best guys, mm-hmm. you win the series. You obviously got to throw one in the wild card. So, but you, at the end of it, you get your three best guys out there. Well, no, because the wild card is the new format. It's, it's not, only one game, right? No. Oh, the series? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a three-game series. Yeah, it's the best of three. Gosh, you got to throw both of them. You got to throw at least two. <laughs> got to throw at least two, and then you go then you to Gilbert. Go, yeah, then you got to go like to the next round. Gilbert and Kirby? No, you got to go Ray and Castillo. No, no, on the on the flip side for DS. Oh, you start at the DS? I think you might be able to get away with, let's say, Gilbert, and then bring back either Ray or Castillo, depending on, how, depending on your playoffs, man. Everybody's going short. And then you just go shorter starts. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, five innings, get them out of there and bring in one of the other starters to kind of piggyback them. Yeah. Because then it's, again, playoff baseball is weird baseball. You know, starters in the bullpen, that kind of. Yeah, I was thinking, that I'm, I'm trying to think, because they're going to be away regardless. Mm-hmm. So if you could somehow manage to get Kirby and Gilbert in, for, in game one and two, you get Castillo and Ray at home. And I believe Ray's numbers are better at home. Yeah, but you're paying. But you're paying them too much. You just Castillo. throw them again. This is what you guys are here for. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use, you know, a no guy. Arm. I'm not going to use a rookie and a guy in his first full season. That's who we're riding. I'm not doing that. Who's the fifth starter? Uh, was it Marco Gonzalez? Oh yeah, that guy's not getting it. No, he's no. not getting the game. No. All right, that'd be interesting. That'd be. I love their chances in the wild card setup. No, they could get be, to throw those two aces. That could be scary, but I don't trust their offense. Again, because again, remember the other team's pitching too. Are you so, sure they are? What the other team? Pitches? Oh yeah, they have to pitch too. Yeah, so sure? so you get matched up, and then you're like, wait, we can't score against their guys. Mm-hmm. So then you know, let's say you roll in, and it's okay. We got let's say Toronto, and then it's like, uh oh, say Barrios does something. You know, it's like, uh oh, we got a problem. Barrios has a five something ERA. But he can he can get it there for one game. I agree. Yeah, a one off. Yeah, they play Toronto, right? They play Toronto. No, yeah. or they play Seattle. So you would go, because that's four, five, six. So yeah, it would be the um, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, that w- they would be looking at the um, race. I, w- I want to say they're looking at Toronto. Yeah. Okay. So they'd be playing Toronto in Toronto. Yeah. So you'd have to hope your team can make it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm trying to think. I don't think they weird. had any issues this year. Yeah, there's still some holdouts, you know. No, the Mariners. I don't remember if they. I'm saying that's what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, like there's there's still some holdout guys. So you'd go Seattle, and then right now you'd go Houston. Well, remember they get. I mean, you go Toronto, and then you go to Houston. Yeah. Or actually, depends. Like if Tampa wins, right? Right. Well, no, no. Then Tampa would go six. No, they don't do reseeding. No reseed. No, just take it the way it is. Mm -hmm. But also, you got to think. Okay, so if I get Toronto, I'm looking at Manoa and Barrios. Barrios, probably the first two games. And, you know, then you'll see after that, you know, what you end up with. But Chicken strip. Okay. I don't want to throw chicken strip. <laughs> but, I mean, on the matchup side, but again, okay, let's just say, let's just say you get Manoa Barrios. Do you think your offense can do enough against them to offset what Toronto can potentially do against Castillo and Ray? Because we know that Toronto can score. They do score. You know, that's a deep lineup. Do you think that you can, you know, I, I wouldn't expect a shutout. Oh, wait, Robbie Ray, he ain't going to Toronto. <laughs> Speak of holdouts. He doesn't make it. Uh-uh. 
Oh, speak of holdouts, he's oh, and there you go. He's three. He's, <laughs> he's getting game three. You, oh, you got to hope he gets game three at home, right? Maybe. No, it's all three. And so, well, who knows? Maybe Robbie Ray will pull the Aaron Judge, and all of a sudden he made some vaccine appointment yesterday that nobody knew about. So he's be two weeks clear <laughs> and be able to go. We don't know. I'm trying to think. You might be right. Oh God, it's Manoa and then Kevin Gosman. Yeah, no. Nah. You know what? Seattle had a good ride. They, they broke the streak. But that's what I'm saying, though. Even if, okay, let's just pretend Robbie Ray goes. You can't guarantee me that you're going to win, you know, against against Gosman and Manoa. You can't guarantee me Castillo and, and Ray win. Mm-mm. You mm. know, so, yeah, that's where it gets kind of dicey. <laughs> you know what? Win or lose, my uh, the Mariners had a good year. Yes, they did. Win or lose, they took the step in the right direction yes, that we talked about. That's what we wanted to see. Right. Yes. I'm still on the bandwagon, but slowly got like one foot in, one foot out right now. Depoto will need another good offseason, and then, you know, they'll maybe be closer to Houston. Maybe, maybe. Um, In the Central, though, we got Cleveland, Chicago, and Minnesota technically still in a race. Yeah. Um, Cleveland's at 76 wins. Right behind them is Chicago at 73, four games back. Minnesota's five games back at 71 and 70. I I think I I take Cleveland because I don't trust Chicago. I don't either. <laughs> Tony's back. Miguel Caro doesn't get to do his thing. Yeah. Again, the talent's there with the White Sox. But again, we played over, you know, like 140 games. If you haven't done it yet. You are what you are. At you're, this point. Yeah, you're not going to. I mean, we had them comfortably make, making the playoffs. Like, all right, they're good. You know what, though? I would say is was going to carry Cleveland over the finish line. That bullpen. Yeah. That bullpen has been fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Class A closing out. Yeah. You got uh, James. Yeah, Karen Shack. You like his? Did you like the thing the other day? I I, I don't. I ignore that individual. No, not that part. <laughs> no, I just ignore the person in general. <laughs> I was gonna say they did the check on him through the hair. Uh huh. And um, right before, I saw something like they make him check his hair or whatever. Yeah, because like, he's fidgety. I was like, okay, I know. I think I know what's gonna happen here. I remember Voldemort. Now, who may not be named from the Dodgers. Uh huh. He showed when the stuff kind of first started showing up. Huh? How to make the ball stick to your hand and how to kind of play with it. Okay. With a mixture of Rossin and sweat. Yeah. So when I started seeing, I'm like, this guy figured it out. You use the sweat and the Ross and the ball sticks. So you can get the extra, you, you get the same substance kind of feel. Right. As when you're using the pine tar and whatnot. So you can create that right. extra movement or whatever it is. Right. That, well, that's that you what want. the Rossin bag's for. Cause okay. Most amateur players use the old dried out Rossin bag. Mm-hmm. Major leaguers don't necessarily use that one. Theirs has a little more to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you mix that with some sweat. Yeah, you could, you know, and who knows what else you got in your hair. Yeah, who knows what I was, but I would say from having a longer hair right now, it uh-huh. does get pretty sweaty, like right on the neck area. Yeah. So I can see like just yeah, he's kinda, like a nice little, uh, and you'll have enough. Back there. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just ignore that individual. I could have get it past that one. <laughs> is it the antics? I don't know. Is there off the field stuff too? I didn't. I yeah. haven't seen that part. Yeah, let's just say I won't be inviting old boy over to dinner. Got it. 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 <laughs> the bullpen though, I think is going to carry him over the finish line. They just have had a good year, Jose Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Any other year, an MVP talk, but it's a two two horse race. Yeah, really. He's those one of those down ballot guys. You know, finished third, fourth consistently for a decade. He could be. 10 years down the line, we look at the Hall of Fame and he's in it. And he never won like an MVP. Just all-star appearance after all-star appearance yeah. after all-star appearance. Right. Um, definitely. 
Minnesota, I just don't think they have enough. No. Don't got no oomph to them on both sides of the ball. Yeah, no, they... Yeah, they're just like a good, kind of like a good... They're a good 500 team. Baseball team. They're a 500 team. Call yeah. it what it is. Yeah. They're, they're going to end up 82 and 80 or something like that. Yeah. So, at least baseball's playoff format is not that far gone. Where They're weaseling their way into the playoffs. I honestly thought we were going to have some funky stuff happen this year. We're like, why the hell is this team in there? But you know what? The players take it upon themselves. A lot of teams have some good seasons. <laughs> AL East, like I said, Yankees literally were falling apart. Um, well, it's the Yankees, so you're never too far gone from a crisis, never too far away. No, you're, they live on the edge. Like They're literally on the edge 24-7. So, so a bad week and it's fire Aaron Boone again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they were on the edge. They kind of got it back to, they they righted the ship. Eight and two in their last 10. Six game lead in division. 22 games left. Is it impossible? For Toronto to catch up? No, they're six games out. No, I think they're safe in the division. I don't think it's likely. I think they're safe in the division, despite what we said a few minutes ago. I don't see them getting in the World Series at all, because I don't trust them as just as soon as you got it together, it can just fall apart again. Mm -hmm. And you were really, like we're talking about MVP, you're basically riding like one dude. Oh, they have rode them. (laughs) They're riding them till the wheels fall off. Yeah. Um, This is like hardcore Pat Riley. Yeah. Ride them until there's nothing left. Yes. They are definitely taking Aaron Judge as far as he can possibly go. Yeah, as oh, far as uh, it goes, it's him. It's a good thing he's a big man. Yeah. Because he can carry the weight. Yeah, because he is. He's carrying an entire franchise. Getting ready to break Maris's record at 57. Remember, he only has to pass 61. Barring anything weird. He but, has had those funky years, but... but... No, he's had those funky moments, and all of a sudden, again, let's just say no one's going to confuse him with, like, being indestructible. Yeah. He, he has, you know, he's graduated from the Buxton school. Oh, so, yeah, he's, so, he's so been he, out of that for a little bit. So, but he does have some Mr. Glass in his, you know, recent past. Correct. So one swing, the oblique feels funny, and he disappears for a month. That can happen. Things like that have happened That happened, before. that's the end of the team. <laughs> so, so it's not like it's not within, you know, his, his prior history. Mm-hmm. So, and then his, you know, his cohort, uh, Mr. Stanton has... Uh, Done like, it as well. He, oblique. You know, but, you know, he's appeared at points this season, you know, but, you know, Rizzo, Mr. Rizzo is returning. So, yeah, this team is a trip (laughs) and I don't trust their pitching staff. You have their ace Cole. It's so weird to me. And then Frankie Montas has got over there and said, I'm bringing all the Oakland with me. Oh, yeah, he's brought it. He's brought it. He was on my fantasy squad and he is jacked me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have him. Nasty Nestor is back. Yeah. Uh, Got to see if he can hold up. Remember, this is kind of his first time. Anybody's yeah, ever really, really given him, him and given yeah, him a long haul stretch. Um, they made their bad trade. They traded Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. And then who knew that Jordan, Jordan Montgomery was going to be like the Cardinals best pitcher as soon as he got there. Yeah, what the hell is up with the Cardinals, dude? Like last year they got Jay Happen, another old geezer. Who was it? Uh, was it Lester? And Lester, yeah. and then all of a sudden, they're like, let's rewind it. Not all the way back, just a tad. Yeah. Got him through the season, pitched right. well enough. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? And then this year, they're like, we got a new fleece. Yeah, so here's, we're going to get in Jordan Montgomery, and we're going to get Jose Quintana, and these are going to be our guys. And they're, they're, <laughs> they're doing it. They're doing it, and damn. Yeah, the Yankees are going, yeah, we wouldn't mind having that dude back right about now. 
Yeah, it just never. Sometimes like you get those things where you just get out of there. You get yeah. out of a right. certain area. You get to just go out and pitch. Because Montgomery, remember, kind of bounced back and forth. Yeah. Rotation, bullpen. He was like right. free. You never have a role. Yeah. And now they're like, no, dude, come over here every fifth day. Yeah. You're up on the mound. And there's, no, there's no question. Right. And I think that works so well for a lot of the younger guys, especially when you're in a big market and you kind of quote unquote downsize. I know Cardinal Nation is huge. Yeah, it is. But the, the crowd is different. They're more appreciative of their players. They're not booing you. You know, the minute you give up a homer, it's not you suck, you know. Correct. Where the, the Cardinal fans are much more forgiving and, you know, whatnot of their players. So it, it's just consistency. As much as we say, like, we need it like on the fan side, oh, we just want you to be consistent. Mm-hmm. The player needs the consistency from the team. Right. This is my role. I know when I come into the clubhouse, this is what I got to do today. Right. And I think it works so well. Um, you know, I always go back to Dodgers, but Tony Gonsolin, mm-hmm. 2020 World Series, atrocious. 2020 playoffs. Yeah. Atrocious. Pitch great in 2020, regular season. Take him to the playoffs, and now they got him bouncing around. Right. Playing around with this dude. And I, I called it from the beginning to him, like, dude, rookie year, we're bouncing him back and forth, and you start seeing things going. Like, no, that guy's not good. He just got lucky for a couple months. I'm like, no, oh, I think that dude can pitch a little bit. Yeah, but they've and, done it with a few guys. I mean, it, Urias was the same thing. Not everybody's built for it. No. And he, unfortunately, Tony wasn't built for it, but you see him this year, like, we got to ride you this year. Yeah. Every fifth day. And yeah. he's come out and he's shown all-star year, wasn't a Cy Young candidate at one point. Mm-hmm. He's still going to get on the yeah, list. Yeah, he'll get on the list, but because of his qualifications, he's just yeah. not going to win it. Right. Uh, but it's good to see when those type of things happen. The other team's probably like, what the hell? But it's nice to see those guys kind of get a little dub when you're so inconsistent with their role. Yeah, no, I got you. So, I mean, again, the Yankees, you know, they jerked around Montgomery, you know, but I just don't like their rotation, the, the depth. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you're riding Nestor. Nestor, it's a bunch of deception and what kind of what he does. Mm-hmm. You know, I think come playoff time, can you count on, I mean, Cole hasn't exactly been, nobody's confusing him with Whitey Ford come playoff time. Look at last year against Boston. Yeah, so he hasn't proven he can do it when they need it either. So that's what I think might be the Yankees kind of Achilles heel is just, you can't like the pitching staff. I don't really trust it. And then again, so Matt Carpenter gets hurt and then all of a sudden their team isn't quite the same. Matt Carpenter was the glue. Yeah. Who knew? That was part of the trade-off for Montgomery. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we get, we get young Matt Carpenter somehow. Well, no. Okay. He went and did whatever he did in the off season and Hey, the Rangers had it and didn't keep it and said, Oh, you want to, okay, we'll let you go. You can go to New York and Trace Thompson 2.0 right there. Yeah. <laughs> Cash considerations. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that being said, I mean, I think I had doubts about the Yankees long-term. I think, you know, the division, yeah, they'll get that across the finish line just because there's so few games, but come playoff time, like you'd say, okay, we're here's Houston. Okay. Go ahead. I don't think it's going to work out for him. Heck, I think that's where it gets scary of all of a sudden. Yeah, Seattle shows up or Toronto shows up. Like, uh-oh. You know, because now, yeah, they can use those arms and they can do enough. Where It's like, yeah, we just got beat by, you know, the Mariners. Well, yeah, it was a series. And then they used Robbie Ray and Castillo three times. Like, exactly. They used them three times each and, you know, gave somebody else one other start. Like, Gilbert for a start. Kirby's their power reliever now. Mm-hmm. Who knew? And, oh, you got beat. Yep. That's how that went. <laughs> And then they'll be making excuses and then it's fire and Boone and you know, that, that whole starts up again. So yeah, I, I just said, I don't really trust them long-term. I just can't. No way. Looking at a quick glance of it, is Houston your favorite to go to the world series from the AL? Yeah. Oh, by, by far. 
by a lot. Yeah. Not even close. No. Yeah, I think it's it to me. I put them on par with the Dodgers. Like, there's something's going to have to happen for those two teams not to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. Do the Mets, let's say, have a puncher's chance? Sure, because if you get into a playoff series with them, um, all people being healthy, yeah, you're looking at Degrom and Scherzer, and yeah, no one's going. Yeah, that's a great day at work. That's easy, you know. Of course, but. I'm not assuming that the say the Mets could score against, you know, they tell me can't match up with Tyler Anderson and Andrew Heaney. They won't be <laughs> I don't think that'll be your playoff rotation. <laughs> uh but no, okay. So but then all of a sudden, let's say Dustin May is. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh, then Urias is. Okay. Let's say this little break you've given Gonsolin, he's okay, reinvigorate at least enough to get you through a month. Yeah, now it's like, oh man. <laughs> so they're not going, okay, goody gun drops either. You know, you're not throwing Peterson game one. No, no. If David Peterson makes a playoff start, something has gone really, really wrong for the Mets. I mean, real. I mean, unless there's like a, like a MLB, the show edit player somewhere where you can just make <laughs> them better. <laughs> unless you got that. No. <laughs> all right. All right. Then Um, good to be back though. Right. Yes. Good to be back in here. We got plenty more coming up for you, for everybody. We got a lot of baseball left. We got two and a half weeks, but there's still a crap load left. Yeah, the playoffs haven't even started. Before we start heading out, you got anything for Brother on Baseball? Yes. Yeah, so did our summer hiatus. Now we're back at it. So now we got some labor stuff to talk about. We got minor leaguers that are going to have a union now. They are. And that is going to change some things. And also we got new rules coming next year, too. Yeah. <laughs> I like we were going through our whole rundown. And we, you and I talked about it. Like, all right, we got to talk about the rules. And the rules didn't even make it. We'll talk about the rules as it come up. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff, though. Yep, now we're back down for the home stretch. There we go. <sighs> Feels nice already having a title wrapped up. <laughs> the West title wrapped up. We love LA here, right? The city, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to Dingers and K's. Make sure you guys find us on your favorite podcast streaming platforms. You can find us online on Instagram, Facebook, yeah, Twitter, Twitter, whatever you want. Trolls, we're back. Come at us. Yep. Come at Jamal. Yep. Is it Brother on Baseball? Yeah. Brother on Baseball on Twitter. You can find him over there as well. We're back. Yes. Better than ever. Yep. Rehab assignment was good. <laughs> Get ready. We're coming in big. We're coming in hard. Until next week, everybody. Much love. <laughs>